Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness, a tool available to everyone to empower us to be more self-aware for greater control of our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through simple mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and similar applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, how do the arts and things of beauty impact self-awareness? Now, this is not something that is going to make a direct connection for a lot of people because we think of the arts as being something that we see that's outside of ourselves or it's something that we hear, but it's not necessarily ourselves unless we happen to be the maker of said art. But the reality of it is that art is something that impacts all of us, and it's not just something that is on display in whatever format it takes, but it's something that makes a connection for us. That particular connection might not be entirely external. Some of it might very well be internal. The arts bring out the best of what our world can be. There are incredible works of art out there, and I don't care what format you want to choose, but there are so many to pick from. There is TV, there's movies, there's fine art like sculpture and painting, there's music, there's books, there are all kinds of amazing works of art out there. And this is just touching on a few of them, but in the craziness of the last few years, it really can feel hard to see a world that's not gone completely mad. Let's be honest, a lot of ugliness has come out in the last few years. I mean, there are certain peoples who have decided that all kindness and empathy and compassion are just straight out the window, that cruelty is perfectly acceptable, that treating people as lessers and beneath you is a good thing. I mean, really? Where on earth did this come from? It never ceases to amaze me how many people, especially with the given anonymity, the relative anonymity of the internet, have decided to start really showing their true colors in ways that are just devastatingly ugly. I never thought I'd see us take so many steps backwards. I mean, I really don't know how to express this in a way that's not going to go entirely on a tangent, but We've done a lot of steps backwards in the last 10 years, and it's kind of astounding and depressing and frustrating, because what happened? We've lost touch with a lot of ourselves, I think, and that's part of how we've lost touch with each other, and part of why the world is just going increasingly mad, or at least that's how it's been feeling, and the pandemic just made that all the much worse. But here's the thing. This is a world of tremendous beauty. It is a world of amazing works of art, both natural and artificial. Whether we're talking about the striations of rock formations in the Grand Canyon or Sedona or somewhere else in the world that's just simply beautiful, it's something that we take for granted and we don't always recognize that this is something we all are capable of sharing. And the arts in a lot of ways, remind us that our world is shared. The Earth is a relatively small planet. I mean, in the grand cosmic scheme of things, 
Earth isn't very big. In this particular solar system, I believe Earth is the third largest planet, no, third smallest planet, sorry. I mean, we're not big. Not counting Pluto, I'm pretty sure Earth is larger than Mercury and maybe Venus, but I don't recall now off the top of my head, but that's about it. The entire rest of this solar system, we're tiny. And most of the exoplanets that have been discovered so far, in expectation at least, are bigger than Earth. The point is that we all share this one world in which we live, and it's our world. It belongs to all of us, but it also belongs to none of us. Despite the seven continents, 195 countries, thousands of different religions, genders, and billions of unique individuals, this world is shared. And while our perceptions of reality vary from person to person, and that's very close to 8 billion variances as such, we're still sharing this world. And the arts, whether they are natural or artificial, are often a sign of this. That's part of why people often have visceral reactions to certain kinds of art. Some of it freaks people out. Some of it excites people. It all depends on your perspective, your perception of reality, and a lot of other factors like environment and culture and that kind of thing. It's not something that is necessarily objective. By and large, it's subjective. Now, in the face of a fear-based society with increasingly loud fundamentalists, we need the arts of both the past and the present to help us move forward. Now, what on earth am I talking about here? Fundamentalism in this day and age has gotten incredibly ugly, and the only reason it's got as much power as it does is because certain parties with an awful lot of money and time on their hands have decided to make them louder, to empower them, to give them the ability to do things like, oh, I don't know, make laws for the majority that they don't desire or have any want for whatsoever. They can strip away the rights of certain individuals in the name of a god that they themselves worship, but not everybody else does or doesn't worship in the same way. And it shouldn't matter because, hey, you know, in the United States at least, there is supposed to be a separation of church and state. But that line is getting increasingly blurred. The fear base of our society has been emphasizing all kinds of things that are empowering fundamentalists to spout their hate and their fear and joylessness of the world. And I think that's why we need more art to remind us and make us self aware. Because if we're not self-aware, there's not a lot we can do about the rest of the world. It's far too easy in the here and now to lose sight of the beauty of the world because of the scornful, unkind, uncompassionate, loud jerks out in the world today, constantly steering our conversations in selfish, narcissistic, and ugly directions. I'm not saying you don't have the right to your desires to be who you are. Nobody is. But that's what a lot of these people are claiming and disempowering the masses for their own aggrandizement in order to keep whatever control it is they have, which is entirely artificial. Now, a lot of the times, the arts and whatever form they take will show us a bigger world. And I think that's why you see things like book bans, and people trying to 
ban art that they find objectionable in some way because they're scared of what it represents. That's not progress. That's not reality. Because guess what? The one and only constant in the entire universe is change. You can't escape it. You can't avoid it. And while you might try to deny it, you really can't. It's there. And it's going to impact our world and a great deal of everything we do in it. Self-awareness employs mindfulness. And this is where, in a lot of respects, the arts and things of beauty impact self-awareness. For the most part, art is never created mindlessly. I mean, as an author and podcaster and storyteller, I create art with purpose. Sometimes, I don't entirely know what that purpose is going to be, when I've been a pantser rather than a planner, I made it up as I went along and didn't entirely know what my purpose was. But I desired to create my art. And that's the thing. Intent and the intentional creation of art is something that awakens self-awareness in those who see it, which might seem kind of hard to put your finger on, but I want to get into deeper explanation here about this. Paintings, books, and the like speak to us, though the products outside of ourselves, how they make us think and feel is a product of mindfulness. Because as you look at that piece of art, as you listen to that music, as you read that book, the impact of it is going to be in the moment because you set it down and or or turn away from it or stop listening to it and your brain goes huh what was that and the analysis begins and that analysis is in the here and now it is a product of the now and that's what mindfulness is genuine self-awareness is a product of the here and now because Otherwise, we're not aware because conscious awareness is a product of the now. We all have three elements that make up our existence. It's our conscious, our subconscious, and our ego. Our subconscious is where our habits, beliefs, and values all live. And by and large, they're there just existing, which means beliefs and values put in there while you were young might still be holding on even though you don't desire them anymore, even though you have moved on because they're buried in your subconscious and they've taken up root that is a lot harder to remove without conscious effort. Ergo, mindfulness, and this is all tied into self-awareness. The ego is a lot more complicated because it's kind of a bridge between the conscious and the subconscious. Partially, it's what you project to the world around you. It's how other people see and perceive you, and you control it in what you show them of yourself. But you don't actually control it because you aren't in anybody else's head, heart, or soul. So whatever you're trying to present might not come across as you think it does, even though that's how you are projecting your ego. Conversely, your ego reflects back at you, and how we perceive ourselves is often based on our ego. And that's why a lot of the time, it's not wholly who we are. It's who we were, it's who we think we are, but it might not be true, and it might not be real, because it might be based on a combination of subconscious past items 
and futuristic non-existent in the motion items that we just haven't gotten to yet and frankly might not. And this is where consciousness comes into play. Conscious awareness is awareness in the here and now at the moment of our mindset, headspace, psyche selves. It's recognizing what we're thinking, what and how we're feeling, the intentions of the things that we are doing, and what exactly we are doing or not doing. That's where consciousness comes in, and our conscious mind, while it can be activated, often is given a backseat to the ego and the subconscious. Self-awareness is recognizing this truth and recognizing that living by rote and routine, while perfectly fine at some times, doesn't get us necessarily where we desire to be. It doesn't build our lives as we would like for them to be. This is where I can get into how the arts and things of beauty utterly impact self-awareness. Art is empowering. Whatever form it takes, it's a product of empowerment. Why? Because it's a creation. Somebody put the time and the effort to create whatever that work of art is. And it might impact you in one way or another, positively or negatively, but if it impacts you, then that's going to be a moment of awareness. If you look at a piece of art and go, ugh, what is that horrid thing? That's an immediate visceral reaction and one that is mindful. You might suddenly follow that up with, well, why do I find that so ugly? What is it about that that I don't like? Which might then start a deeper analysis of yourself, thus producing greater self-awareness, which, circle around, is empowering. A great deal of what we encounter when it comes to art and beauty is a sense of empowerment. Because while we don't necessarily think of these things in this way, they're still part of this. And our self-awareness can allow us to recognize how these things can have a positive impact on us and allow us to open up greater mindfulness and conscious awareness and then make better choices and decisions for the lives we most desire to live. Let's get into this week's applied guidance for mindfulness tool. This one's super, super simple, okay? I'd like you to take a moment to find a painting or a video or listen to some music or read a book or observe some sort of work of art, specifically an artwork of this nature. Uh, you could watch a video on YouTube, you could listen to music, you could be reading something, all, all of these apply. A piece of sculpture that you want to give a good bit of attention to, even a beautiful piece of architecture. But I'd like you to really look at it. And when you're spending time with that art, however you're examining it, observing it, be present, be there in that moment. Don't let yourself wander off, but really consider your thoughts and feelings at the time that you're delving into that book or painting or music or whatever. Once you've done that, stay with the thought and feeling that it produced. Consider what and how it is and why it produces whatever reactions it does or even doesn't within you. Then write it down or type it out. Do this once a day for a week and see what new things you discover about yourself and your self-awareness. Because remember, all of us are 
worthy and deserving of greater self-awareness because self-awareness is about ourselves. And if we're not aware of ourselves, then who is? That is why self-awareness is so important and why self-awareness is for everyone. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope you've enjoyed sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and learning other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Please take a moment to explore the Etsy shop from Fee Mahoney, the talented creator of my cover art, Italia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. Finally, as always, please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Thank you.